Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Darren Mitchell on this Friday, the 29th of April, 2022. Trust wherever you are in the world, you've had a phenomenal week and are looking forward to and needing a break over the weekend to reflect, re-energize, recuperate and get ready to reload for another massive week next week, which uh, for us in Australia will be the first full working week for, oh, I think three weeks, uh, given that we've had Easter and then the Anzac Day long weekend last weekend. So um, I trust you've had a great week and looking forward to a bit of a rest. Now, today's episode, I want to talk about a very important topic, and it's a topic that is quite topical because I've been talking with a lot of clients this week in relation to this very, very topic, and that is um, activities that you're doing as a sales leader, but also activities as a salesperson, and whether these activities are leading directly or at least making a direct contribution to revenue and bottom line generation of sales. And the, the I guess the overriding message in this particular episode is if it ain't generating revenue or it is not leading to revenue being generated, we've got to ask ourselves the question, why are we doing it? Because I've got to say, and I've been sucked into the vortex uh, of this, and I know many of the clients have been talking with this week, they've also been, I guess, sucked into the vortex of doing activities and doing things and being requested to do things that really, at the end of the day, do not, does not and will not add any positive contribution to the bottom line, let alone generate any positive momentum with a customer. Uh, and yet, they still find themselves having to do it because pretty much they are a catch-all. Now, this is, this is something that unfortunately it still exists in 2022 just like it did back in the late 90s. When I was in sales and then when I made the transition to sales leadership in the early 2000s, same thing applied. And that is uh, when you are responsible for an account, when you are responsible for a named customer, it's almost like everybody in the business sees you as the catch-all. So especially when activities are even remotely connected to a customer, they think, oh, that particular customer, who's the account manager? Who's the sales manager that is responsible for that customer? Hmm, let's just throw that over to, over the fence to them and they will take care of it. And it really didn't matter, and it doesn't matter it seems today either, as to what activity that is. If it is remotely connected to a customer, it's almost like the account manager and the sales leader are the catch-all or what I often consider to be the bottom of the funnel. When when all the, when it, when everything's in doubt or when anything is in doubt, just go to the account manager. They'll be fine. They'll they'll take care of it. And it could be anything. It could be little things like verifying uh, a list or vetting a list of invitations potentially to a customer event or an industry forum, or even and I love this one having to come up with customer lists to enable our marketing department to be able to send out invitations to a particular event. Now, in run respects, I can understand that, you know what, we want to get the right people in the organization, so just don't invite anybody. But nowadays, with such a increase and improvement in technology, particularly around CRMs, and as long as the account managers and the sales leaders are putting information into those CRMs that are highly accurate, there's literally no reason as to why an account manager or sales leader should have to actually set out 
an invitation list to an event which a company is actually sponsoring. And quite frankly, it is a complete waste of time. Now, it presupposes, of course, that uh, we have our account plans and everything in, in line and in check, uh, making sure that we know who the right people are within the organization. We've categorized them correctly in terms of whether they're influencers, decision makers, etc., uh, whether they're strategic or tactical. So all of that needs to be put in place. But uh, when that all is all done, there's absolutely no reason why a marketing department and other parts of the organization cannot extend those invitations. And maybe there's a just an information or a just FYI to the account team to let them know this is what's happening, but to put the onus back on the account team to do a lot of the stuff that companies are still expecting the account teams to do today, which actually takes time away from revenue generation, is deplorable. And I'll just put it out there. It is deplorable. It's laziness and it is unacceptable. And these are, the, these are also the organizations that are expecting the sales teams, particularly the sales leaders and the account manager, to hold really big budgets and to deliver increased budget performance year on year, some of which I'm seeing uh, double digits and sometimes triple digits growth. And I know that's a little bit out of, um, out of the norm, but there are some companies out there that are extending their desires, if you like, for the next, for the next year and setting the targets uh, and triple. I had one who had a 100% increase in their target now, granted, coming off a low base, but when you've got some big increases in targets you need to adhere to and try to deliver, every post needs to be made a winner, which means every amount of time you have available to you needs to be dedicated to tasks that will generate revenue. So the, the whole purpose and the whole point of this, and I guess the theme and probably the title of this episode is going to be this question, is this activity revenue generating? So is this revenue generating. So I want to take a burden away from sales teams. And these are the conversations I've been having this week with various different clients and understanding that, yeah, okay, right now, based on the individual structure of a company, the sales burden or the burden on the sales team can be huge. And with every increasing targets to hit, we've got to be actually more efficient and more effective and more ruthless in our approach to make sure we give ourselves and our teams every opportunity of creating the bandwidth to be able to get close to those targets. So, hey, there's going to be some people that will slack off, as there always are. There's always people within organizations and sales leaders are in this particular boat as well who will slack off and they will coast, right? I'm not talking about these people. I'm talking about the people who are dedicated to achieving exceptional levels of performance. And in order to do that, we've got to create the bandwidth and the space for them to do that. Now, one of my big frustrations is, and this was happening you know, back in the day when I was running sales teams, is that uh, other parts of the organization would look at the sales team and the sales leader and the account manager as the owner of the account. So when things become a little bit more difficult, when conversations need to be had with customers that perhaps could be a little bit sensitive and really sits within the realms of responsibility for, say, the finance department or the delivery department, procurement, whatever the case might be, there's often people who find it very convenient to hand that over to the account manager or the sales leader because, hey, quote unquote, we don't want to jeopardize the relationship, so can you have this conversation for us? Which meant, and it still means, that salespeople are starting to do and continuing to do a lot of work and taking on a lot more responsibility than they really should be. Because when, you, when it's all said and done, it's not the account manager that owns the account, it is the company which owns the account, and therefore everybody in that company which has a part to play in delivering outcomes for that customer should step up and take responsibility for those elements that they are responsible for. It's as simple as that. So out of today's episode, I want two important questions for you to think about. First is uh, is this one, and that is 
whatever activity you're doing right now, whatever activity you're about to do, whatever activity is placed upon you next week, ask this question first and foremost. Is this activity, is this request right now the very best use of my time? That's the first filtering question. Now, it's a really important question because it will now enable you to think about the time that I've got available, what my priorities are, and you can make an objective assessment at that time as to whether this is going to be the best use of your time. And may well be, there's some that will be the best use of your time, but use your discretion with that. The second question I want you to ask directly after this, and this is the topic of this conversation today, is is this revenue generating? Or is this activity going to lead to revenue generation? Now, too many organizations and too many companies still today put too many onerous and irrelevant KPIs in place um, for account managers and for salespeople. And I'm absolutely sick of it. I was actually going through with a client the other day a list of KPIs and objectives that they had as a sales leader. And I've got to say, probably 75 to 80% of them were completely irrelevant and not directly attributable to generating revenue and profit for the organization. The other thing that was very disturbing as well is this particular sales leader actually doesn't sit down with their sales manager or the sales director more than once a year to review them. So as I said to her, why do you have them? Why do you actually look at them? They're irrelevant. Nobody's going to measure you on them. And if you're measuring somebody at the end of the year looking back, then shame on the organization. We've got to be a lot better than that. So with a KPI perspective, we've got, to, we've got to strip these back. And if it's not revenue generating or will not lead to a revenue generation activity, then don't do it. It's as simple as that. Now, for some of us, that might be a very courageous conversation that we need to have, but I reckon we need to be prepared to have that because as sales targets continue to get bigger, and as sales leaders, we know intuitively that sales targets do not go backwards. They will continue to increase. It means that we have to be more and more ruthless with A, who we spend our time with, and B, what activities we're going to do with the time that we do have available. Because here's the thing, we all recognize that there's 24 hours in the day or 86,400 seconds, or if you break that down, we've got 96 15-minute increments. So when you take away rest, relaxation, all the stuff we do as part of life, you're left with a bucket of time that is dedicated to work. So there's an X number of 15-minute increments, and depending on how long you work throughout the day and what you get done, you've got a certain number of 15-minute increments available to you. It stands to reason that if we're going to hit some pretty exhaustive <laughs> sales targets and pretty uh, pretty aspirational targets, we need to use and effectively use as many of those 15-minute increments as we possibly can each and every day. So the first thing to think about is, is this revenue generating? The second thing is you might have a number of activities that appear to be relevant, appear to be uh, revenue generating or lead to revenue generating, but we need to uh, we need to put it through a filter. And, and one of the greatest filters I've used, and I still use today with clients and with teams, is Stephen Covey's important versus urgent matrix. Now you might have a number of activities that you believe are revenue generating and they appear to be equally important, but you really can't decide which one to do first. Well, with only a small amount of 15-minute increments available to you, we've got to have some sort of filter through which to prioritize and get these things done to maximize the opportunity of generating the revenue that we know we need to generate. So by looking through and asking yourself questions in terms of, well, how important and how urgent is this task? You might have your own definitions of what those equal. So a lot of the times, urgency will have, obviously, a, a time limit applied to it. Uh, importance may ne- not necessarily have such a uh, important 
time element allocated to it, but it is important insofar as if you don't get it done, it can very, very quickly become urgent and can have a detrimental effect on you, your performance, and therefore the performance of the business. So putting it through a matrix such as the important versus urgent matrix is a great way to identify, okay, which with all of these activities I've got to get done, which ones should I be prioritizing first? And then once you've decided that, go about and do them. But the first filter has to be, is this revenue generating? And if you look at some of the examples, and I've just reflected on my own experience, but also just some of the conversations at a really, really high level, here are some activities that really, when it's all said and done, is not necessarily revenue generating, and yet sales leaders in their teams get sucked into this vortex and almost expected without question to undertake them. And what I'm saying is we've got to actually get a little bit more ruthless in these conversations, and if nothing else, challenge the reason as to why we need to do them and start educating and conditioning people within the organization in order to answer the question, hey, is this activity you're asking me to do, is this gonna to lead directly to a bottom line impact on our revenue base and our sales line for this particular customer? And if the answer is yes, then we'll have a conversation around prioritizing it when it needs to be done. If the answer is no, then guess what? We're gonna have the conversation and you need to justify to me as to why this needs to be to be done. Some classic examples here, internal meetings, uh, particularly interdepartmental meetings. And I remember sitting in a meeting with an executive about five years ago, and uh, he was sharing with me a story that he learned very early in his career that uh, has, has stayed with him. And in terms of importance and adding value and relevance, he would actually sit in a meeting with one of his executives, and that executive would literally go around the table before the meeting started and ask the direct question of every single person sitting around the table as to what value they would be bringing to the meeting today. And if they didn't have something tangible that they could actually articulate that would add value to that meeting, then that executive would excuse them and they wouldn't be required in the meeting. And he did that every single time. And what that did is it conditioned people who were coming to the meetings as to what the value they were gonna be bringing. They were prepared and they knew that there was gonna be a purpose for the meeting. The other thing is it meant that those meetings didn't actually drag on long after it should have finished. And so the first thing to think about is the meetings you're going to right now, are they actually meaningful, particularly those interdepartmental meetings, the uh, the so-called tactical strategy meetings that really add no bottom line benefit to the business, but it's just an, an excuse, if you like, to, to, to say, to give you a term, and I say that respectfully, of course, it's an excuse for other parts of the business to maybe feel better about being part of a a wider group and at least making a contribution, at least feeling as if they're making a contribution to the customer and the customer outcomes. But when it's all said and done, if there's nothing tangible that's coming out of those meetings, then why are you going? Don't go to them. So internal meetings is a classic example, as is some of the reporting that gets done. I remember having to do reports when I was at, uh, when I was at well, both Optus and Telstra, and those reports were actually never looked at. And when, when those reports took even if it took an hour, an hour and a half to put those together and they were never ever looked at, then it was just a complete waste of time, but also disrespectful to me and disrespectful to the team because some bozo within the organization felt as if it was necessary to have some numbers on a spreadsheet just in case they were asked a question by somebody else that they didn't know the answer to. Irrelevant. So start questioning some of the reports potentially you're having to do as well. Uh, things like timesheets. Now, there's not many sales teams that, that uh, currently still uh, complete timesheets. However, I do have a couple of mates that are working for organizations where this is still a requirement. Uh, it adds no bottom line value to the business. It's just a checking mechanism, so don't think about doing it. 
The other one is some of the customer meetings, including demonstrations, really think about, is this customer meeting, do I need to be there, or are there other people within the organization who can take responsibility for these so I can actually be released to do other things that will generate revenue? So you've probably got a host of other examples, but just think about your own your own week, your own month, and just go back over your diary and just look at the number of activities, the number of meetings, the number of conversations you got involved with, and just ask yourself how many of those actually were revenue generating or led to activities that were revenue generating. Now, I'm not a betting person, but I could bet that most of those would fit into the 80-20 category. That is, 80% of your time is gonna be getting 20% of the results. Now, the 80% of your results would come from 20% of the activities you're doing. We need to focus more and more on those 20% of activities that will generate 80% of the results. And this is why the important question, is this revenue generating, is such an important question, more so now than ever in 2022, because there's more and more pressure being placed upon the account teams, the sales leaders, to take more and more responsibility for the customer and become the catch-all. So as we wrap up this particular episode, I want you to get really, really uh, prescriptive and really dialed in on what are the activities. And if that means you have to do a bit of an analysis, a bit of a forensic investigation in terms of the work you're doing, the areas you're placing your focus, uh, then do that. Now, anything you do needs to be through those two filtering questions. One, is this the very best use of my time? And two, is this revenue generating? Now, there'll be some specific things that account teams and sales leaders need to do in order to deliver Revenue, so account strategy planning, qualification meetings, conversations, conversion conversations, prospecting, proposal writing, all of those things are revenue generating. But even with those, I want you to ask the question, is this is this revenue generating or is this the best use of my time? That is, have I qualified this particular opportunity? Have I qualified this customer or am I actually just wasting my time? Because here's the other thing a lot of salespeople get caught up in and sucked into. They get sucked into doing activities that they believe are revenue generating, but they haven't qualified the customer, and they end up working on opportunities that the probability of winning a piece of business is well under 50%. But the expectation is, hey, we've got a live prospect here, so therefore we have to actually do and go through the process of actually creating a proposal, maybe doing a demonstration, going through the the mechanics, but the results are almost guaranteed not to come to fruition because they haven't been qualified up front. So the key message is less is more, less is more. If if we are gonna generate exponential improvement this year, if we're gonna become exceptional sales leaders, generating exceptional sales results and hitting the targets and blasting the targets out of the the water, then we have to get very, very ruthless in how we use our time, which means we've gotta be asking this question more and more, is this the best use of my time and is this revenue generating? So the key, uh, key challenge for you, is have a look at what you're doing right now. Also have a look at what your account team are doing right now and ask those two questions. Is this the best use of my time? Is this the best use of their time? And is this activity gonna be revenue generating? If it's not, then guess what? Don't do it. Or look to delegate it or look to negotiate, do something, but focus your attention on the activities that you know will generate and lead to generation of revenue. When that happens, guess what? The results take care of themselves. So I hope that message resonates. Hope that message make sense as we wrap up this week. And as a key reminder, if you'd like some help, if you'd like to work one-on-one and help take your leadership to the exceptional level and become an exceptional sales leader in your business and in your industry, love to have a conversation with you about helping you do just that. You know the drill, go to leadwithdarren.com, pick a time, we'll jump on Zoom, have a conversation, see where you're at, map out a plan, and let's start on that journey to help you become that exceptional sales leader in the next 90 days. So I look forward to that conversation. 
And as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.